It's not a style, it's a life that we live. There are songs on your lip right now. What do you sing? What have we learned of our God to give thanks? I don't thank God because all is well right now. But I thank God because He's God of all flesh. I thank God because I know as I work. All things become well. I don't want to be. 
is something we want to do now. As the song is played, let's sing that song in the spirit.
time to put God's word in our mouth. Hallelujah. As we share our confession in faith, declaring boldly, say after me, in the name of Jesus, I declare that I'm born of God. I carry his seed and nature in me. Therefore, I am victorious in all of life. Jesus is my sufficiency. And I have all sufficiency in all things. I walk by faith and not by sight. I am focused only on God's word. So I'm doing well in my walk with God. I am doing well in my labors, my relationships, my finances, and my health. I am the light of the world. I shine for the light of the gospel daily. I am a love being. So I walk in love, joy, and peace every day. Love never fails. So I can never fail. I walk in boldness. I walk in confidence. I never miss it. I recognize the leadings of God to me. This year, I am a partaker of the overflow. I see and experience miracles of the overflow. I am making progress. I am triumphant. I am making progress. I am triumphant. I am making progress. I am triumphant. I am walking in the favor of God. This year, miracles are my natural experience. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Very simple, very simple. One of the things God has given unto us, our sons, is the access to his name. I don't know if you can help us on the visual. Exodus 3. Now we try to understand the song we're about to sing this morning. Very short. But the title says, Yahweh. That story says about the children of. Okay, so are you helping us? My power praise. But that's where we get a bit of the understanding of the song this morning. For adventure, you want to speak over darkness that is over you. Speak. And then that question comes to you In what name are you speaking? Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. I, I don't know what you're saying. You will say, I come in the name. It's in the name of God I come. It's in the name of God I speak to you. So when we say Yahweh, when we say Jesus, when you say Lord, everything that comes to that name becomes yours. It is yours. Oh, 
worship him, lift up your hands to him and thank him this morning once again. We lift you high. 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 We praise you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. volume a bit. Yeah, it's too high. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, guys. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, maybe you have not looked at the person beside you this morning. Look at him or her and, and thank him for sitting beside you. <laughs> and welcome the person to church. Ooh, glory to God. I hope you know the person's name. Don't thank a stranger. Thank somebody whose name you know. So go ahead and ask for the person's name. Yeah, hallelujah. Glory to God. I was almost going to sing a, a family song of my fellowship in, in school. <laughs> hallelujah. Okay. We're welcome to church this morning, and right away we're going to go into straight into God's word, and as we study, um, hallelujah. There are different kinds of meetings, and um, a Sunday service like this, it has become traditional, that's when you have the most crowd, and so um, as a, ch a church we endeavor to do um, to teach the word of God okay and uh, and believe that the Holy Ghost will minister to us as he would also let's pray in tongues a little thank you Lord Jesus you are filled with the Holy Ghost go ahead and pray in tongues Lehita Sojokota Sasia Vramansh Tapaya. Sunday, I feel as if I'm echoing, so please, I, I need solid sound. Lefra Noshtebeke Krondastahala Bashishiam Brokotra, Masupra Laboje Kepa Hora Bashanta Labrokotro Doshtemanda Haya, Egabada Satu Genomonde, Leta Zoso Vrana Monga Batoshtenga Blavraboko. Korabashata labra kifre de bozo koraba. Korabashata labra monde de bokoraba santa la paya. Leta boze kebada shike monda. Stebada bondre de stenga baro de stele mongle brehidra da bosta paya. Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we submit ourselves to your word to learn of you, to learn at your feet today. Sweet Spirit of God, reveal Jesus to us once again. Lord, that we may know him and know ourselves in him the more. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let every ignorance, O God, let ignorance be dispelled. In Jesus' name, the walls of ignorance are broken down today. In the name of Jesus, our hearts are enlightened by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Father. Oh, because uh, we walk in the liberty, 
all where which Christ has set us free. In the name of Jesus, uh, we are not entangled again by any yoke of bondage. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father God. At your word, the demons flee. In the name of Jesus, uh, oh, we declare that the word of God is, un is unstoppable by any demonic force whatsoever in this place. Uh, in Jesus' name. The Bible says that the people came to hear and to be healed. Uh, and so, Father, we declare as we hear today, healing takes place. Uh, your power is made available through your word, oh God, uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, since the beginning of this year, I think, except for Thanksgiving Sunday, uh, we have been looking at the reality of the new covenant. And I think this should be the third week we're doing that. So, we're looking at the reality of the new covenant. Amen. I, I, I really hope uh, that um, we do go back to study again these... Um, to listen and to study. Don't just make yourself a Sunday, Sunday medicine person, okay, where you, you, you just listen and after that we don't do anything about it. We don't go back. Let's go back to these things because, um, you know, so there's so much you can catch in a sermon at a time, okay? So go back, study. Listen to it. Look at your Bible. Check your Bible. Amen. And um, it will bless you. Last week, we landed by talking about, uh, we landed uh, uh, by emphasizing the fact that the new covenant is not new in terms of uh, new, that it came after the old one. Okay, that the New Testament was actually the first covenant. Praise God. And um, that's the one that was made, that God made before uh, the one that Moses brought. And uh, in the New Covenant, we were able to see that we are not, we are, we, we, we are not the ones that founded the New Covenant. We did nothing in the New Covenant. We are just what? Beneficiaries. We are the receivers in the new covenant. Hallelujah. So in the new covenant, we were birthed. In the new covenant, the emphasis is on the new creation. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says, if any man be in Christ. Hallelujah. So it's in Christ. The emphasis of the new covenant is that we are in Christ and be found in him. Philippians 3 verse 9. And be found in him. Be found in him. Not having my own righteousness which is according to the law but that the righteousness which is by faith. So being found in him. So in the new covenant we are located in Christ. And we also saw that Christ is the testator, he's the surety, hallelujah, of the new covenant. He is the testator, he's the surety, he's also the mediator. First Timothy chapter 2, 
verse 5 tells us that there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So Christ Jesus has always been the mediator. Nobody else has ever been a mediator between God and men. Nobody else. Not even Moses. God himself was the one that chose Jesus as the mediator of the new covenant. Man, men were the ones that chose Moses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moses, God did not choose Moses to be the mediator between him and, and men. Men were the ones that said, you go and talk to God, Exodus 19, you go talk to God, and then, you know, he will come and then whatever he tells you, you come and tell us whatever he says we will do. We don't want to hear him, you just go talk to him yourself. God said, I want to come down and talk to my people. Then on that day, they said, No, Moses, please we give you this. Go and talk to God. Uh, you, whatever he tells you, come and report back to us. And that was how men appointed Moses as the mediator. But thank God, hallelujah. And as the mediator, Moses gave them all kinds of stuffs. And we're going to look at it this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Between God and Moses, there was no mediator. Amen. The Bible says that the Lord spoke to him, what? Face to face. Praise God. So, so we, saw, we saw that Jesus as a mediator of the new covenant. We saw him as a testator. We saw him as uh, the shorty of the new covenant. That's the reason why the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, that we should look in unto Jesus who is what? The author and finisher. Now, the, the, the King James says, our faith. The word our means it's not, is in italics, which means that it was not there in the originals. The translators were the ones that thought, okay, that is what should be there. Okay, sometimes they are right, sometimes they are not really right, because the one word can change the meaning of a of what the the, the the writer is trying to convey, okay. So if you read the word, if you remove the word "our" there, it means it will be read as thus: that looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of faith. He's the author and finisher. In other words, the word "author" means he's the beginner, okay. And the, the word finisher means everything ends with him. In other words, uh, he, he started it and he finished it. He completed it without uh, assistance from anyone. Hallelujah. He has never asked for assistance. Uh, he will never ask for assistance. Uh, so he, he, he did everything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that uh, in all things he might have the preeminence. Uh, so that all the glory will be to him. Uh, and no man will be able to take any glory for anything. Uh, are you listening to me somebody? Hallelujah. So he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, but uh, 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 what then uh, uh, 
this morning, I want us to go a bit further because we still have a challenge. Uh, um, thank God for revelation is progressive. And the challenge is that as new covenant people, or rather, let me put it this way, as new creation people, we can still live with the mindset of the, new co- of the old covenant. New creation people, new covenant people, many are still living with the mindset of the old covenant. And we want to examine that this morning so that it will help us to locate where we are and then we'll be able to make the necessary adjustments in our minds. Why this? It's because uh, the more you know, the more effective a Christian you will be. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. The more you know, the more, that's why he says that, he Paul prays uh, that we'll be filled with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of of him. Or we will be filled with the knowledge of the spirit, which is the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. That the eyes of our understanding what will be enlightened. Okay? God wants to progressively enlighten our hearts so that you and I can walk more effectively in the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, we, we, we put ourselves under, we, 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 with the mindset of the old covenant, uh, we've put ourselves uh, under yokes that even uh, the, is, the Hebrew fathers uh, could not bear. They couldn't bear. And so we put ourselves under those yokes uh, and we, 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 we therefore are not able to enjoy the liberty there's some kind of restrictions that come upon us uh, that we put on ourselves uh, because uh, we have not we we have not understood and accepted some things uh, about this new covenant new creation person hallelujah glory to god glory to god glory to god so let's start from john chapter 14 there's something about this new creation There's something about this new covenant that God uh, 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 instituted or rather that Christ fulfilled in the new creation. He said something in chapter 14 in verse 20. Verse 20. Let's start from there. He says, in that day, in that day, in that day, what day is he referring to? He's referring to the day of the new covenant. He's referring to the day of the new creation. Hallelujah. He's referring to post-resurrection day. So that day is not talking about a particular day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He's talking about a, 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 a period, a, a uh, dispensation. Thank you. A dispensation. Glory to God. He said in this new dispensation, there's something, there's a knowledge that you will need to embrace. Hallelujah. 
There's a knowledge that you will you you need to embrace. He says, in that day you shall know. The word know there means uh, to realize. You will come to realize something. It will dawn on you. It will be revealed to you. There's something that you are going to get to know and realize. He says you will realize that I am in the Father. And you in me. And I in you. He says the body of knowledge that will come to you in that day is that of a union where you will see that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me and that I am and you are also in me. Glory to God. I am in the Father. The Father is in me. And you are also in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, this union crystallizes the new covenant. And in this union, in this relationship, it's going to be different from the relationship that I had with men before them. That this has always been my intent. This has always been my goal. This has always been what I, cho- what I wanted to achieve with man. In Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10, he tells us, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10. Turn your Bibles to it. Don't just take my word for it. Read the Bible. Hallelujah. He says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, you see it in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. So he's quoting, he's quoting Jeremiah here. He said, after those days, he said, I will put my laws into their mind. I will write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, every man his heart brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, their sins and iniquities. I will remember no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In verse 16 of Hebrews chapter 10, he says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their hearts and in their minds. I will write them in their in their, in their minds will I write them I will and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more now where there is where remission of this is there is no more offering for sin so their sins and iniquities I will remember no more hallelujah and then you see this was actually what he had said to them let's look at uh, Exodus uh, Exodus and chapter uh, 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 19 glory to God hallelujah this was God's intent all the while. Exodus and chapter 19. He says in verse, 
Verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice and not keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure to me above all people, for all the earth uh, is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Hallelujah. These are the words which you speak unto the children of Israel. So, God had always, remember, look at this. What, what, what scripture does this remind you of in the New Testament? First Peter chapter 2. Verse 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, yeah, he said, I'm going to, this is, this is what I intend for, to do for you. I want to be a God unto you. Glory to God. You, uh, you will be my people. You, uh, you will become my kingdom of king, of priests. You will be a holy people unto me. This has always been God's intent. He has never changed about it. Praise God. Hallelujah. He never changed his mind about it. How did he say he was going to fulfill it? It was going to be fulfilled in Christ Jesus. It was going to be fulfilled in Christ Jesus. But, and, and Jesus now said something in Luke chapter 4. Praise God. Luke, sorry, John chapter 4. John chapter 4, there was this woman that came to meet Jesus. He said uh, I mean, uh, that Jesus met by the well, that woman. And uh, Jesus said something to her. Let's look at what he said. He said, uh, after Jesus gave her the word of knowledge about her, 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 her condition, Jesus, the woman now said, uh, 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 verse 11. No, 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 verse 11. Verse 19. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So, which means that this woman said, You are a prophet. There's a question I have in my mind. There's something that has been bothering me. It's an age old you know, a, 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 a question. And that is the question of our relationship with God as it regards worship. How to relate with God. We, we, our father said that we relate with God in this mountain. But you guys, you Jews, you know they were Samaritans. You Jews, you say that this is where we come to relate with God. Worship is relationship. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. It is, I mean, your, your relationship is, is, is expressed through worship. One of the ways, okay? So, he says that uh, this is a place. Uh, but we say, no, this is the place. Uh, and then look at Jesus' uh, answer. Jesus' answer. In Jesus' answer, we see Jesus talking about the new covenant. Remember, the Jews had a covenant, okay, where that had a, that had a place, that had a location where they could express their worship. And the Samaritans had their own. But Jesus now said, no. He said, look at verse 20. Jesus said to her, let's read it together. One to go. Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. So in other words, 
Jesus introduced two things to her. Please follow me. The reality of the new covenant. Jesus introduced two things to her. He said one. The first thing he introduced was fatherhood. As far as the woman, before then, nobody had uh, 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 introduced fatherhood in worship to them. They worshipped Yahweh. They worshipped Jehovah. They worshipped, you know, they worshipped the God of their fathers. But Jesus now introduces something. He says, uh, you will worship the Father. And then he now said that the hour is coming where your worship will no longer be location-based. Your worship will no longer be location-based. Please follow me. Follow me. Your worship will no longer be location-based. Next verse. Let's read the next verse. Jump to verse 23. For the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, the word truth there means the real deal. The real way. The reality. So, that tells us something. That, number one, before then, I mean, while, as at the time Jesus spoke, the, nobody had worshipped God in spirit and in truth. Are you following me? Nobody had worshipped God. He now said, the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks. So which means, oh my God. So which means that the Father as at that time had not found. Remember, Jesus spoke the truth. Isn't it? Jesus spoke the mind of God. What exactly was on God's mind was what Jesus said. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, God through our, at sundry times and endeavors manners has spoke, spoke, spoke to our fathers through the prophets. But now in the last days has spoken to us in his son. Jesus said no man has, gone, has gotten to heaven, has come down from heaven or got into heaven before except who? The son of man. Who came from the bosom of the Father. So Jesus knew exactly. The Bible calls him the express image. Okay? Of the invisible God. So Jesus expressed exactly. So he said, you know, you, you, she was the Father. He said, I've been with you all the while. How can you say that you don't know the Father? Anyone that has seen me has seen the Father. He said, I, whatever I say, I don't say of, of my own accord. It is whatever I hear. It's what the Father says that I convey to you, to us. So we know who is the truth. Jesus is the truth because he, he speaks the truth which is the exact mind of God. So if he says that 
he seeks true worshippers, it means up until that time he hadn't found. So who are true worshippers? He says true worshippers are those who will worship him in spirit. Which means that their worship has nothing to do with material things. Their worship has nothing to do with material things. Remember, the guys, the woman said, our father said we should worship at this mountain. You say we should worship in Jerusalem. In the temple. So, which means that the temple was a physical location. The mountain was a physical location. But Jesus says that, no, God is spirit. So, his worshiper is completely spiritual. It's completely in the spirit. It has nothing to do with material things. Worship of God, there is nothing physical about it. True worship of God is, has no material things with it. There is no material substance to true worship of God. Say, God is spirit. So, location has nothing to do with, with God, with, with, uh, with the worship of God. Then why did the children of Israel spend so much time I mean, worshiping at the temple. Why did God, why did Moses give them the temple then? Hallelujah. You know, why did he give them all those sacrifices, all those offerings, all those things that they used to do? I dare say, many Christians still worship with the mindset of the old covenant. Hallelujah. Let's study it some. Let's turn our Bible to Hebrews. Chapter 10. Hebrews in chapter 10, verse 5. Hebrews 10. Glory to God. Look at this. Remember, who is God looking for? Who, was God, who did God say he was looking for? True worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in reality. Now, we want to locate what this reality is now. Verse 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, who is he referring to? He's referring to Jesus. When he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice an offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. 
in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Did you see that? It means in the worship in the old covenant, the Bible says that God said he never had pleasure in it. In burnt offerings, he never had pleasure in it. All those temple things, he never had pleasure in it. If he never had pleasure in it, then it couldn't have been him that instituted it. Then it means that God will not be consistent. Are you following me this morning? Please, 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 please follow me. He said, lo, then I come. He said, then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book as it is written of me to do your will, O God. So, so, which means that that one that they were doing was not the will of God. Ah, how can you say that that wasn't the will of God? You mean all those times that they were killing all those animals? That they were doing all those blood sacrifices? All those times that they were, you know, doing showbread, this one, that one, Outer quarter, semi quarter, holy place, holy of holies, all that. You know that they will put the messes, uh, what do you call it, carry the ark of covenant, put it inside the mess inside. Oh, and it all, every year, uh, the, what do you call him? The high priest will go into the holy of holies uh, and, you know, uh, uh, oh, you mean all that was not the will of God? Oh, come on. Give me a break, somebody's saying. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews 8. Let's see verse 5. Verse 1. Now of the things which I, we have spoken, this is the song. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty on high. Or majesty in heavens. Who serve unto, verse 4, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, said he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. Now, when we read this, Hallelujah. When you, don't read him, when you don't read it well, you will think that God, what he said, what he meant was that God told Moses that he should build a tabernacle. No. God didn't tell Moses to build a tabernacle. Oh, glory. Thank you for the new covenant. God didn't tell, that was not, read it. Let's read it again. He said, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly, heavenly, heavenly. Now, heavenly things means things in the spirit. Jesus said, they will worship him in spirit. 
and in truth. He says that he has raised us up and made us to sit where? Come on, where? Where are you now? Where are you now? No, you are number two, Alagomeji. So, what does heavenly mean? Does it mean a location in heaven? No. What does it mean? The, huh? In the spirit, it's something in the spiritual realm. So, some, it's something that is not material. It's not location as in Alagomeji or Benue State. So when he says, he said, they serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. That is things, what Moses saw, Moses saw things in the spirit. Please follow me. And he says they are a sh shadow. What is a shadow? Hallelujah. I think I've done this demonstration before. Praise God. Felix, please come. Come, 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 come. Hurry up, hurry up. Amen. This man has, this is Felix. Okay? In front of him, because the lights are coming from here, you can see his shadow. Well, let me ask you a question. When you see the shadow of Felix, let's say Felix is somewhere hidden. When you see his shadow, can you, when you see only his shadow, can his shadow tell you exactly? Describe to you exactly what Felix is wearing? How his head looks like? The color of his shoes? The shadow is a darkened form. So, let's say Hulk Hogan is somewhere here. And then you see the shadow of Felix. Can you, with the shadow of Felix, say, Hulk Hogan, I have somebody that is going to beat you. He will, he will beat you flat. Can you, with that shadow, say that? Huh? Can you? Why? The shadow does not give you the real information about the capacity, right, of uh, Felix or his strength. Amen. Are you following me? So, the, so with the shadow, you can't see the real thing. The shadow doesn't, can never give you the full picture or the real picture of that person. Black and white people, all of them have one color of shadow. <laughs> Isn't it? So with the shadow of someone, you can't say whether the person is a white man or a black man. You can't even say whether the person is Chinese or not. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the Bible says that this is a server unto the example and shadow of the spiritual, the things that Moses saw in the spirit. So, which means that the temple, hallelujah, and all of his sacrifices, 
they were a shadow. They were not the real thing. They could not even give your describer the real thing. So we can't therefore lead our worship or our relationship with God on the basis of the shadow. In the shadow, you had the outer court. You had the inner court. You had the holy of holies. That is the shadow. But that tells us that that was not what Moses saw. What he saw was different from that because that was shadow. The real thing is different. Take note. God has never changed. Have this as a foundation. God has never changed in his mind. God has never changed in, 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 in his plans. Hallelujah. Right from the time of Adam, he had never changed in his plans with man. Hallelujah. So, how that tells us something. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 6. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by how much is the mediator of a better covenant. So which means that what you had in the old covenant, uh, hallelujah, what you have now is better than it. Why? Because that one was just shadow. That one was, was a darkened expression, darkened knowledge of what Moses saw. That's the reason why, hallelujah, praise God. Uh, if you read the whole of, of Genesis, I mean, Exodus down to Deuteronomy, Moses at no time, praise God, at no time did he do temple worship before God. He instituted the high priest. He said nobody can go inside that place except high priest. But do you know what? Moses went there. Hallelujah. The Bible says God spoke to him, what? Face to face. But he now said, you children of Israel, you can't speak to him face to face. Oh yeah? High priest must come there. That same place that if high priest should enter, if without the appropriate uh, um, uh, things done, he will kill, he will die. Moses entered there. <laughs> Glory to God, like I showed you last week. There were, there were things that Moses instituted, but he never, he did not, he did not follow them. So that means that, look, remember, there was a time that Moses told God, I think that's chapter 33, Exodus, he said, God, show me your glory. How many of you have, have, have ever, have ever uh, uh, crossed a river that parted before? Even if it's a stream. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If such a thing should happen in your day, what will you call it? Eh? That was a manifestation of the glory of God. That's what you say. All the things that happened in Egypt, all the great 
miracles that God that happened that that made um, through which the children of Israel were delivered. Huh? What will you call that? The glory of God in manifestation. Amen. But after all, after experiencing all that, Moses still said, God, show me your glory. He said, if I found grace in your sight, show me your glory. What does that mean? What does that tell you? It means that as far as Moses was concerned, all those things were what? They were, they were not the glory of God. Or else, why will he say, show me your glory? Tell your neighbor, there's still more to God than you know right now. So he said they served as, as a shadow. So why did God not, what? Oh, glory to God. <laughs> now, who now gave, if God was not satisfied, was not in it, if God was not in the temple worship, I want to say, no, the, 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 the glory of God was inside the, the, what do you call it? The holy of holies. Who told you that? See, see old covenant mindset. Listen. See old covenant mindset. God was inside here. Right? God was inside here. And then after Jesus Christ died, the veil opened. So God came out. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Was God there? <laughs> was it that God was not in other nations? You didn't see that? As far as the children of Israel were concerned, he, that place, you can't enter, even though it was a carpenter that did it. You know, God was inside there. That wasn't God. Most, so, who gave them the temple? The temple was a symbol of the old covenant. Let's look at a few scriptures. Acts chapter 7, quickly, run there. So why are those sacrifices? I, you know, amen. You know, sometimes in our minds, when we are coming with our offerings, we are coming as if we're sacrifice, I'm carrying, you know, I'm sacrificed. Come, carry my sacrifice. Oh Lord, bring it at the altar at the sacrifice. If you come to this place, amen, as if you are coming and bringing my sacrifice to the altar. That's old covenant mindset. Acts chapter 7. He said, Acts 7, Acts 7, let's look at verse 38. Acts 7, verse 38. Acts 7, 38. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Talking about Moses. He's actually talking about Moses there. Okay? Verse 37. This is that Moses 
which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me, him shall you hear. This is that Moses that was in the wilderness with who? Come on, with who? Let's read verse 38 together. One to go. This is he that was in the wilderness with who? I can't hear you. What did the angel do? Which spoke to him in the mount. Hey, 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 hey. Are you seeing what I'm saw? There's a friend of mine in Ghana that says that. <laughs> Are you seeing what I'm saw? The who spoke to him in Mount Sinai? You are finding it difficult to, to grab. Hallelujah. <laughs> who spoke to him in Mount Sinai? Who spoke to him in Mount Sinai? Come on, I didn't hear you. Say it with confidence as if you saw it in the Bible. Who spoke to him in Mount Sinai? But if you read Exodus, the Exodus story, what did Exodus say? God. The Exodus said God. But in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, we see they, they, when they are reporting it, they said it was the angel that did what? That spoke to him. We spoke to him in the mountain and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give to us. In other words, when the, what, we called, what we called the old covenant was being given, it was not God that gave it. It was the angel that gave it. And we are going to see the reason why. Hallelujah. So all those things were... Let's see another scripture. Let's see another scripture. Ah... Uh, uh, which other one can I? Let's see Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2. Glory to God. Glory to God. Follow me this morning. Mm. Hebrews chapter 2. Let's see Hebrews 1. In Hebrews chapter 1, what did he say about angels? Hebrews chapter 1 actually puts angels in their rightful place. What did he say they are? Verse 7 says, uh, he makes his angels spirits. That's from Psalm 104 verse 4. He said, and his ministers a flame of fire. Who calls, what did he call them? Ministers. Verse 14. Are they not all what? Ministering spirits. Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. So what are the angels? What's the place of the angels? They are what? In our, in our, every, in our modern daily uh, uh, parlance. They are what? Servants or houseboys. Right? So should houseboys dictate to us? Huh? 
Hello, I'm going somewhere. Follow me. She would house boys dictate to us. She we worship house boys. We are standing on holy ground, and I know there are angels all around. Now, question: Why is the place is a holy ground? Is it because there are angels around? When you think it's because there are angels around, the place has become a holy place, then you are wrong. Big. That is what Paul called in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 the worship of angels. We are reading somewhere. Verse 2. Now go to chapter 2. Look at verse 2. If the word spoken by angels was steadfast, how did angels go from being servants to becoming those who give the word? We are going to see the reason very soon. How? He said, if the word spoken by angels, right, was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of rewards. So, what's he referring to? He's referring to the Old Testament in the wilderness. Hallelujah. In Mount Sinai, what was given? The angel gave the word. And the Bible said it was steadfast. Anybody that disobeyed it <clears throat> faced the consequences. Are angels meant to do that? They're not. No wonder the Bible says that God found fault in the old one. He said if it was faultless. So it was not faultless. This one was given by angels. Thank you Lord Jesus. What was it that God said? What God said was that you are going to become, you are going to be my kingdom of priests. Remember we saw that? Amen. That you are going to be my peculiar people. Right? God has said he was going to walk in us. That was God's uh, uh, intent all the while. But angels now came. And they said, uh, Moses uh, cooperated with the angel and said, okay, since you guys right, can't see what I am saw, I am going to show you something. Hallelujah. He now began to give them the shadow of the real. What was the shadow? The temple was a shadow. The sacrifices were the shadow. Hebrews chapter 10, quickly. Look at it. Verse 1. Verse 1. Verse 1. Hebrews 10. Verse 1. Quickly give it to me. For the law, having what? Come on, talk to me. What is it? Having what? A shadow of the good things to come. And not the very image so, what the angels gave, the law was a shadow. It was not the real thing. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Quickly. We are coming back to here. Colossians 2, verse 16. I hope you are writing this now in, the Bible, in your Bible. Let no man... Let's read it together. Want to go? Let no man, therefore, judge you 
in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day of the new moon of the Sabbath. What is that reminding you of? Huh? The Ten Commandments, the law, the old covenant, right? The things that those guys used to do. Uh-huh. Next verse. Next verse. Which are what? <laughs> Which are what? What is a shadow? Darkened expressions. Something you can't see. You, you, you cannot use it to walk. They are a shadow of things to come. But what? But what? Another translation says the substance itself. The fellas, come, 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 come. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. The, the real, right? The real. This is the real. That one is shadow. He said, the real itself is what? Is Christ. <laughs> so, glory to God. So, which means that all those things, they were not the real. The real thing is Christ. So, whatsoever you don't find in Christ is not the real. Therefore, you don't follow it. Are you following me this morning? Glory to God. Glory to God. How come he did not give them, he not, Moses now said, okay, I'm going to give you the temple. Take note of something. Everything that the God, that the children of Israel did in the temple, outer court, inner court, holy of holies, ark of covenant, show bread, uh, king's clinical, right? Uh, the sacrifices, sin offering, Bond offering, this one peace offering, thanksgiving offering, that all, all that, right? That the priest did. Take note of this, follow me. Everything the priest did was what Christ was to do. Remember last week, I said the new covenant was established and fulfilled in Christ. So, there was nothing. In the Old Testament, they did everything. Why did they do it? Hebrews chapter 4. Why did they have to do that? Why did Moses give them? It means that what Moses saw, right? What Moses saw was Christ. But those guys were not read. They did not. There was something that happened to them. Hebrews chapter 4. You see it. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 2. For, verse 3. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Entering where? Into where? His rest. What is rest? Rest. What does rest mean? When you are resting in your house. Hallelujah. What are you doing? You are not doing any work. You know, if you are you know, you can be lying down on, this, on your bed and be walking and not be resting. You can just be fooling your body that you are resting. But your mind is... <laughs> Hallelujah. But this one, rest. Rest means uh, walk. No walk. Rest means you are not doing anything. So what was the promise? The promise uh, was the promise of rest. Uh-huh. Let's uh, anyone who should come short of it. Uh-huh. Next verse. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. 
Who is he referring to? He's referring to the old covenant people. He said that the gospel was preached to them. That same gospel that was preached to us. What was the promise? You remember the gospel was a promise to them. Now it is a reality to us. Hallelujah. But the gospel was preached to them as well as unto us. What was the gospel? The gospel of entering into his rest. A gospel of you do no work. God does everything. He said it was preached unto them. But it did not profit them. The word did not profit them. Which means that Moses preached it to them. Why was it not, why was it not uh, uh, profitable to them? Not being mixed with faith in them that, what? Which means that they did not believe it. They didn't believe it. Follow me somebody, please, follow me. They didn't believe it. He said, I'm going to make you a kingdom of priests. I'm going to make you a holy people. If you follow my covenant, not, not, not your own. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What is the covenant? The one he preached on, the same gospel he preached to Abraham. Remember, the Bible tells us that this gospel was preached to Abraham. Galatians chapter 3. I think that should be verse, uh, 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 verse 6. Galatians 3 verse 6. Look, give, give, let's, let's look at it. That same gospel was preached and Abraham believed it. Uh, Check verse 5. Let's see. Is it verse 5 now? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, let's, look for, let's look for it. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6, verse 8. Huh? Verse 8. Is it verse 8? Yeah, verse 8. Thank you. He said, as the scripture foreseen that God would justify the heathen. So, what, what, he said, he, what did he do? Through faith. He did what? Preached the gospel. What was the gospel that he preached to him? The gospel of justification by faith. What does that mean? You do nothing, God does everything. <laughs> so that same gospel was preached to Abraham. That same gospel was preached to Noah. That same gospel was preached. The ark, of, all those uh, ark of uh, whatever uh, Noah's ark, they were a, they were gospel preached. Hallelujah! Moses uh, preached it to them. Amen. He said. And Abraham believed this one. But in Hebrews chapter 4, the children of Israel did not believe it. And so, they were not able to enter into the rest. Since you don't believe the gospel, what will be the opposite? You will have to walk. If you don't believe the gospel, it means you believe in your walk. So, Moses gave them walk. So, why did the temple come? Answer me, answer me. Somebody. Because of what? Are you following me this morning? Why did the temple come? Why did the sacrifices come? Why did the offerings come? They came because they did not believe the gospel. Unbelief led to the temple being built. Moses gave them that one. But he was talking face to face with God. Because he believed the gospel. The reality of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Is that there is nothing. You can ever do. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says. He is the author. And the finisher. 
of this salvation that we have. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? That's the reason why you will never see, you won't see in the new covenant. Oh, I have to vow a vow. When I vow a vow, God will, my vow will move God. You are still living in the temple. Are you listening to me? Oh, yeah. If I don't, if I, I, I have to be in a, you, you, you can't, you cannot connect, you know. No, there is a place. I have a place where I contact God. Where was the temple? Sorry, where did they make the offerings? They made the offerings in the what? Temple. Let me close with this. They made the offerings where? Where? Now, Hebrews chapter 3, quickly. Let's check verse 3. They made the offerings in the temple. Hmm? Verse 3. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Who is this man is referring to? See, in the book of Hebrews, he was talking to two people, two different kinds of people. He was talking to Jews and he was talking to Christians. So, alternatively, you see him talking to Jews at the time, then he would talk to Christians. Hebrews. Okay, so for this man, talking to religion, he said, was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has built the house has more honor than the house. Next verse. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is, of, is God. Next verse. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house, in God's house, right? As a servant for a testimony. What was it? Look, he's defining the faithfulness of Moses. Oh. For a testimony of the things which were to be spoken after. In other words, he said, give, if you have the New Living Translation, give it to me. He said, he, he said that Moses was faithful in the house of God. He was testifying about the things that will come after. Hallelujah. Next verse. He said his work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. Where did God reveal it? In Christ. So all those things that Moses was saying, amen. As far as Moses was concerned, Moses was testifying. But because these people did not believe it, he gave them temple worship. God never never asked Moses to build a tabernacle. Look at it. Next verse. The things which have to be spoken after. Next verse. But Christ as a son over where? Over where? His house. Uh -huh. What is the house? Whose house? Oh my God. You are not reading it. Whose house? Uh -huh. Who is the house? Who is the house? So what house was Moses faithful over? <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are thinking about temple. Know ye not that you are the temple 
Know you not that you are the temple. You, 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 you. Somebody say you, 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 you. Say, say me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. Know you not that you are the temple. You are the house. First Peter 2 verse, verse 5. For you are lively stones or living stones built up as a spiritual house. So Moses, what did he see? The spiritual thing, the heavenly thing he saw was the church. It was not physical building. Let me bring it home more closer. What he saw was the new creation. He said, I will live in them. I will walk in them. They will be my people. I'll put my laws in their hearts. So whose house are we? Huh? We are God's house. Now, in that temple, what do they do? They make sacrifices. High priest enters. So the house, the temple of God, you know, it, that temple had holy of holies. It had outer court. It had inner courts. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so, so where, where is the inner court now? <laughs> yeah, I know you're, you're, you're having a challenge with it in your, in your mind. Where is the holy of holies? Ah, Pastor. Ah, uh, no. When you think holy of holies and you're thinking about that place where the high priest will enter and die if he does not sacrifice well, right? That's, that means you are what? You are a new creation thinking. Hebrews chapter 10. The Bible talks about the high priest. Jesus, hallelujah. Hebrews 10 verse 14, quickly. Let's turn there. Come on. Let's read together. One to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who gave the offering? Who gave the offering? <laughs> Who gave the offering? Talk now. Jesus gave the offering. Where did he, where do you offer offerings? Where do you offer offerings in the temple? So where did he offer the offering? Who, what was the offering he gave? Huh? Himself. So he offered himself in the temple. What was the temple offering meant to do? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 2, verse 1, tells us that really if the offering was a good offering, it was supposed to clear the conscience of man. So this conscience, 
So the offering in the temple was supposed to clear the conscience of man. But the offerings in the temple in the old covenant could not take away the conscience of sin. So where is the temple now? Your heart. So the one that Jesus offered, he didn't offer it to God. He offered it in his temple. That, what does that signify? That Jesus offering himself was to cleanse your conscience. So that you can serve the living God. God never asks for blood. God is not a blood hungry. He's not a blood hungry God. I've said I've shared that with you before. Yeah. He said, for without blood, there's no remission of sin. Remission of sin, hallelujah, is a taking away of sin. Let me ask you a question. Did God ask, see any blood before he 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 told Cain, don't worry. This is your negotiation. Nobody's going to kill you. Did God see blood? No. Did Cain offer anything? No. Angels told us that we should offer blood to God. God never asked for blood. The blood of his son was supposed to be, was, 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 uh, what do you call it? Was given or it was shed so that you and I can be purged from an evil conscience. What is the evil conscience? Evil conscience of unbelief. Unbeliever in the gospel that God is ready to justify the ungodly. What is the evidence that God justifies the ungodly? The blood was shed for you. It was not shed for God. It was shed for you. It was God himself saying, I am the one that is going to shed my blood to prove to you that you don't have to do anything and I will forgive your sins and your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Hallelujah. That was what God did. That is what the blood is for. The blood is not for God. God is not a blood testing God. He's not Ogun. He's not Shongo. That you have to be killing animals for every year. The Bible says that those, those things, uh, were, they, were, they, were, they were being slaughtered every year. What did they do? It only reminded them of sin. It did not purge their sins. So which anytime they saw the temple, they remembered sin. But now, you are the temple of the living God. He has, he has offered that offering in that temple. Hallelujah. And that blood of sacrifice. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Has posted once and for all. And perfected us. The blood of Jesus that was shed. It was shed for me. It wasn't shed for God. So that God say, oh, oh Jesus. You know. <laughs> this, was, this was old covenant things we used to think. That when Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus took his blood. Which basket did he use? Which calabash did he use? He, he put his blood inside the calabash. And he said, don't, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me yet. I am going to God. I'm, I'm going to my father. So he took his blood into the mercy seat. Where is the mercy seat? Where is the mercy seat? Where is the mercy seat? Yo, talk to me. 
inside the temple. Where is the temple now? So where is the mercy seat? <laughs> so the mercy seat is where? The mercy seat is not one place in heaven. That's why Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 is not necessarily for you. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You don't come to the throne of grace any longer. You are a member of the house. You are the temple. Are you listening to me? So you are not coming. You say, oh, the, let's, let's ask for the mercy of God. The mercy of yesterday cannot take care of the, the, the challenges of today. Uh, 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 uh. His mercies never come to an end. You are the temple where the mercy seat is. So you are the object of mercy. The mercy of God flows into your life. You are the temple. You are a recipient. You are a qualified recipient of the mercy of God. Do you know how many times you have received mercy? He said, we that did not obtain mercy before, we have now what? Obtained mercy. We have obtained it. Don't strive to obtain God's mercy. God's mercy is mine. Glory to God. The Bible says, uh, oh, why we are yet sinners. Uh, oh, say, God who is rich in mercy. Uh, in that why we were yet sinners. Uh, oh, glory. God Christ died uh, for the ungodly. What mercy can be more than that one? If he died, if he showed his mercy to us uh, when we were, before we got born again, how much more now? You are the object of God's mercy. Expect his mercy every day. Expect his mercy every day. It's yours. You are the temple of the living God. Oh, don't approach him from afar. Oh, approach him because you are a son in the house. He says that you are the temple of the living God. The spirit of God is in some inside of you. That was a gospel that was preached unto Abraham. That was a gospel that was preached unto the children of Israel. Abraham believed it. Oh, the Bible says, and it was recorded to him as righteousness. Oh, but the children of Israel, they did not believe it. And so they were given works. When you don't believe the word, you will walk. When you believe the word, he walks. Let him walk. Tell your neighbor, let him walk, let him walk. Let him walk, let him walk, let him walk. Believe the gospel. Do you believe the gospel? Do you believe the gospel? Oh, hallelujah. 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 Where is his presence? Amen. He's in me. He's in me. His presence is not out there. When I come into your presence, past the gates of praise, into your sanctuary, till we are standing face to face. That is old covenant mindset in the new creation. We don't come into his presence. We are. His temple. So when you worship, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
glorify him. Therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. What is it? What is what does that mean? The fruit of our lips giving thanks unto his name. Telling of what he has done. Because his name it represents everything that he is and what he has done. So I close with this. For the Father. He said the time now is coming. And now is. When the true worshippers shall worship him, the Father, in spirit and in the reality. Of the new covenant, which is found in Christ. He did everything. You don't praise him to win his favor. We don't sacrifice to win his favor. We don't sacrifice to win his favor. We don't look for goods or animals. That are spotless. We already have the spotless lamp living on the inside of us. And you know what he said? He said he perfected you. He perfected you. He perfected you. He perfected you. He said by one offering. Hallelujah. He perfected you. He perfected you. Tell your neighbor he perfected me. So if he perfected me, so what am I? Somebody is still trying to get get it, get it. If he perfected you, then what are you? You I didn't hear you. If he perfected you, then what? For Hebrews 10 verse 14. If he perfected you, then you are what? Perfect forever. What's the word perfect? The word perfect does not mean sinless. It means that you are complete. There is nothing to be added to you to make you better. No yearly sacrifice. No special offering. No temple to go to. No Orioke where God is their specialist. No special, no special, special building. That is where you find God. So you don't have to be going to the expressway every month to find God. You don't have to be going to a special place to go and look for God. You don't have to look go anywhere. You, there is no special temple where there is a special anointing oil, where there is a special water, where there is a special bottle, where an angel descended. That is angel worship. He said, "Don't let them spoil you. Don't let them hold you captive through skipping holidays." Keeping Sabbaths through keeping special days through handkerchief through oil through through you know Isaac offering through 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 first fruits through through 
I know I'm kicking some people right now. To, to, through, through, what else again? Through those nonsense. They are shadows. The real, the body is Christ. And you are Christ. And Christ is God. Stand to your feet. Let me close here. What will this cause you to do? It will cause you to worship like a song. So let me just give you one, two minutes to worship him. Say, so let's not cast away your confidence. This is your confidence. Listen as I sing it. Your dwelling place, a home for the presence of my God. And now my heart is separated Whether angels are present or not, are present or not, I am the house of God. I'm a lively stone built unto God a spiritual house. That's who you are. So we represent Him well. That's why he says we can provoke ourselves therefore to love and to good works. We can live right. We can live well. Because we, are, we carry God. We literally carry God. He said I will live in them. He said I will walk in them. He said I will be there. I am with you forever. 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 Forever, forever means uh, forever. So, which means uh, even in eternity, glory to God. Nobody said, I'm going to be seeing the throne of God. No, he said, You are his temple forever. The temple of God will not lie, will not cheat, will not, will not, will not, will not, will not covet, will not walk in sin. No, no, you are the holy temple of God. You carry the glory. Why don't you lift up your hands once again and thank you? You are. 
you come into your blessing. You come into the favor of God. You manifest the favor of God. It is upon your life. You manifest the mercy of God. In the name of Jesus. Where men have hindered you. In the name of Jesus. By the favor of God. You run through troops. You leap over walls. In the name of Jesus. The earth holds weapons. It yields for you. It yields for you. Nothing can stop God. Nothing can stop you. You, uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, that sickness, uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, you are delivered from it. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, God uh, is in you. Uh, oh, what can separate you? Uh, who can be against you? Uh, what 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 can succeed against you? Nothing. You are not going down. 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 You are going up. You are going up. You are going higher. You are going higher. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Your mercy never come to an end. They are new. They are new. I experience it every day. Yes, yes. Always. expect the favor of God. Hallelujah. Tell three people I expect the favor of God today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, next tomorrow, on Wednesday, on Friday, on Saturday, the favor of God is working for me in my office, uh, in my office, uh, in my business, uh, everywhere I go. I carry God, uh, so I carry favor. I carry God. Uh, I carry favor. I carry God. I carry favor. I carry God. I carry favor. I carry God. I carry favor. Come on, celebrate it!
by rejoicing this morning, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Glory! <laughs> don't hold back this morning. Glory! 